I don't know about you guys, but I still get shocked every time. Like, I just don't understand people sometimes. I mean, even myself. But for real. Like, I don't understand how people can be wicked. I, I don't understand. Like, I get if, like, you have too much vodka and you're on one. But, like, okay, so if I, like, am ever, like, mean, which is, like, I don't know, not that often unless I, like, have to be, I feel terrible. I feel, like, everything in me feels so bad. And then there's people everywhere who are just wicked. And I'm like, how can you like walk around like that? Like, how can you like talk down to people? How can you be so wicked? It blows my mind every time. Every time it blows my mind like, wow, you're okay with being like that. Like you're really okay talking to someone like that being that terrible it blows my mind it blows my freaking mind every time every time i just i just don't understand it i don't get it i don't understand how people can be so wicked i do not understand it and it's and they love doing it too they love it it makes them feel good it doesn't make them feel bad it makes them feel good to be evil and i'm like okay maybe like a couple years ago that like maybe would have done something to me but um i don't know what they're trying to do you know it's like what is in what is in you that makes you think that like that's gonna hurt someone's feelings like what do you i don't understand what they're thinking you know, it's just so weird to me. Anyways, stay tuned. We're going to dive into the ultimate wicked evil of evil. We're going to go as dark as it goes. So stay tuned. We walked up to within 15 feet of this activity. I saw small dark clothed figures marching around a box-like object. On closer examination, I saw that the box was a coffin and the figures marching around it were demons. It was a real coffin and there were 12 demons marching around it. As they marched, they were chanting and laughing. Each one had a sharp spear in his hand, which he kept thrusting into the coffin through small openings that lined the outside. There was a feeling of great fear in the air, and I trembled at the sight before me. Jesus knew my thoughts, for he said, Child, there are many souls in torment here, and there are many different types of torments for these souls. 
there is greater punishment for those who once preached the gospel and went back into sin, or for those who would not obey the call of God for their lives. I heard a cry so desperate that it filled my heart with despair. No hope, no hope, he called. The hopeless cry came from the coffin. It was an endless wail of regret. Oh, how awful, I said. Come, said Jesus, let's go closer. With that, he walked up to the coffin and looked inside. I followed and also looked in. It appeared that the evil spirits could not see us. A dirty gray mist filled the inside of the coffin. It was the soul of a man. As I watched the demons push their spears into the soul of the man in the coffin, I will never forget the suffering of this soul. I cried to Jesus, let him out, Lord, let him out. The torment of his soul was such a terrible sight. If only he could get free. I pulled at Jesus' hand and begged him to let the man out of the coffin. Jesus said, my child, please be still. As Jesus spoke, the man saw us. He said, Lord, Lord, let me out. Have mercy. I looked down and saw a bloody mess. Before my eyes was a soul. Inside the soul was a human heart and blood spurred from it. The thrusting of the spears were literally piercing his heart. Oof. I will serve you now, Lord, he begged. Please let me out. I knew that this man felt every spear that pierced his heart. Day and night he is tormented. The Lord said he was put here by Satan, and it is Satan who torments him. The man cried, Lord, I will now preach the true gospel. I will tell about sin and hell. Please help me out of here. Jesus said, this man was a preacher of the word of God. There was a time when he served me with all his heart and led many people to salvation. Some of his, some of his coverts are still serving me today, many years later. The lust of the flesh and the deceitfulness of riches led him astray. He let Satan gain the rule over him. He had a big church, a fine car, a large income. He began to steal from the church offerings. He began to teach lies. He spoke mostly half-lies and half-truths. He would not let me correct him. I sent my messengers to him to repent and preach the truth, but he loved the pleasures of life more than the life of God. He knew not to teach or preach any other doctrine except the truth as revealed in the Bible. But before he died, he said the Holy Ghost baptism was a lie and that those who claimed to have the Holy Ghost were hypocrites. He said you could have a dr you could be a drunkard and get to heaven even without repentance. He said God would not send anyone to hell. That God was too good for, to do that. He caused many people to fall from the grace of the Lord. He even said that he did not need me for he was like a god. Ooh. He went so far as to hold seminars to teach this false doctrine. He trampled my holy word under his feet, yet I continued to love him. My child, it is better to have, have never known me than to know me and turn back from serving me, said the Lord. If only he had listened to, if only he had listened to you, Lord, I cried. If only he had cared about his soul and the souls of others. He did not listen to me. When I called, he would not hear me. He loved the easy life. I called and called him to repentance, but he would not come back to me. One day he was killed and came immediately here.
Now Satan torments him for having once preached my word and saved souls for my kingdom. This is his torment. I watched the demons as they continued to march around the coffin. Around and around the coffin. The man's heart beat and real blood ran from it. I will never forget his cries of pain and sorrow. Jesus looked at the man in the coffin with great compassion and said, The blood of many lost souls are upon this man's hands. Wow. Many of them are in torment here right now. With sorrowful hearts, Jesus and I walked on. So that is a small glimpse of what we're going to be reading, um, A Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary K. Um, Baxter, so stay tuned. Hey guys, okay, so we're going to um, read a little bit from a book. And this one's good. It's about H-E-L-L. Hell. Okay, so Divine... Um, the book is called um, A Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary Kay Baxter. So she spent 30 days touring hell with Jesus. Okay. I recognize... Okay, this is an introduction. I recognize that without the supernatural power of the Lord Jesus Christ, this book, nor any other that purposes to deal with the afterlife could be written. Jesus alone holds the keys to hell and has paid the price for our entrance to heaven. I found that writing this book was a long, lonely, and demanding experience. The revelations from the Lord came to me in 1976. In addition, for a period of 30 nights, Jesus took me into hell followed by 10 nights of visits to heaven. It took eight months to put everything on paper. Writing and rewriting the manuscript covered a period of several years. After I was born again, I had a very strong love for the lost and wanted to see souls saved. After the Lord appeared to me in 1976 and told me that I was chosen for a special assignment, he said, my child, I will manifest myself to you to bring people out of darkness into the light. For the Lord God has chosen you for a purpose, to write and to make a record um, of the things I will show and tell you. I'm going to reveal unto you the reality of hell, that many may be saved. Many will repent of their evil ways before it is too late. Ooh. Your soul will be taken out of your body to, by me, the Lord Jesus Christ and transmitted into hell and other places that I want you to see. I will also show you visions of heaven and other places and give you many revelations. At times you will see me and at times you won't. Ooh, but I will be there with you through all of this. Remember, I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. So that's by Mary Catherine Baxter. Chapter one, into hell. And she has a southern accent. She's really sweet. In March of 1976, 
While I was praying at home, I had a visit from the Lord Jesus Christ. I had been praying in the spirit for days when all at once I felt the very presence of God. His power and his glory filled the house. A brilliant light illuminated the room where I was praying and a sweet, wonderful feeling came over me. Lights flowed in billows, rolling and folding into one another and rolling over and out of each other. It was a spectacular sight. And then the voice of the Lord began to speak. He said, I am Jesus Christ, your Lord, and I wish to give you a revelation to prepare the saints for my return and to turn many to righteousness. The powers of darkness are real and my judgments are true. My child, I will take you into hell by my spirit and I will show you many things that I want the world to know. I will appear to you many times I will take your spirit out of your body and I will actually take you into hell. She was probably thinking, what? Oh boy. I want you to write a book and tell of the visions and of the things I reveal to you. You and I will walk through hell together. Make a record of these things which were and are and are true to come and are to come. My words are true, faithful and trustworthy. I am that I am, and there is none besides me. Beside me. Dear Lord, I cried out, what do you want me to do? My whole being wanted to cry out to Jesus to acknowledge his presence. The best I can describe it is to say love came over me. It was the most beautiful, peaceful joy, powerful love I have ever felt. God praises began to flow from me. All at once I wanted to give him my whole life to be used by him to help save people from their sin. I knew by his spirit that it actually was Jesus, the son of God, who was there in the room with me. I cannot find words to express his divine presence, but I know that I know it was the Lord. Okay, this is Jesus. Behold, my child, Jesus said, I am going to take you by my spirit into hell, so that you may be able to make a record of the reality of it, to tell the whole earth that hell is real, and to bring the lost out of darkness and into the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Instantly, my soul was taken out of my body. I went with Jesus up out of the room and into the sky. I knew all that was going on about me. I saw my husband and children asleep in our home below. Excuse me. <clears throat> It was as though I had died and my body was left behind on the bed while my spirit was going with Jesus up through the top of the house. It seemed as though, as though the whole roof was rolled back <clears throat> and I could see my family sleep in their beds. I felt the touch of Jesus as he said, Fear not, they will be safe. He knew my thoughts. I will try to the best of my ability to tell you step by step what I saw and felt, <clears throat> sorry, I think I'm getting a cold again. Some of the things I did not understand. The Lord Jesus told me the meaning of most of them, but some things he did not tell me. I knew then and I know now that these things were really happening and only God could have shown them to me. Praise his holy name, holy name. People believe me, hell is real. I was taken there by the spirit many times during the preparation of this report. Soon we were high into the heavens. I turned and looked at Jesus. 
He was full of glory and power, and such peace flowed from him. He took my hand and said, I love you. Fear not, for I am with you. I'd be so scared. I'd be so scared. At that, we began to go even higher into the sky. And now I could see the earth below, protruding out of the earth and scattered about in many places, were funnels spinning around to a center point and then turning back again. These moved high above the earth and looked like a giant, dirty type of slinky that moved continuously. They were coming up from all over the earth. Oh my goodness. What are these? I asked the Lord Jesus as we came near to one. These are the gateways to hell. He said, we will go into hell through one of them. Oh my. Then we entered one of the funnels. Inside it looked like a tunnel, spinning around and around and back again like a top. A deep darkness descended on us, and with the darkness came a smell so horrible it took my breath away. Along the sides of this tunnel were living forms embedded in the walls. Dark gray in color, the forms moved and cried out to us as we passed. I knew without being told that they were evil. The forms could move, but were still at, attached to the walls. A horrible smell came from them, and they screeched at us with the most awful cries. I felt an invisible evil force moving inside the tunnels. At times in the darkness, I could make out the forms. A dirty fog covered most of them. Lord, what are these? I asked as I held on tightly to Jesus's hand. He said, these are evil spirits ready to be spooed out on the earth when Satan gives the orders. <gasps> oh my. As we were going down inside the tunnel, the evil forms laughed and called out to us. They tried to touch us but could not because of the power of Jesus. The very air was polluted and dirty and the only presence of Jesus and only the presence of Jesus kept me from screaming at the sheer horror. Oh yes, I had all my senses. I could hear, smell, see, feel, and even taste the evil in this, in this place. If anything, my senses had become more sensitive and the odor and filth almost made me sick. Okay, we're gonna stop reading the book for a sec. Okay, so your senses are amplified too. So like if you get sent to hell your senses are stronger than they are here so like the pain you feel the emotions you feel you're completely conscious and you feel the pain more there than you would here like everything's amplified which is really scary okay we're gonna go back to the book <clears throat> excuse me okay screams filled the air as we came near the base of the tunnel piercing cries came up the dark tunnel to meet us sounds of all sorts filled the air i could feel fear and death and sin all around me the worst um, odor i had ever smelled filled the air it was the smell of decaying flesh and it seemed to be coming from every direction never on earth had i felt such evil or heard such cries of despair Soon I would find that these were the cries of the dead and that hell was filled with their wails. I felt a gush of evil wind and a small um, suction force ahead of us. 
lights like a lightning or strobe flashes penetrated the black darkness and through and through gray shadows on the walls i could barely make out the form of something in front of me i recoiled in shock when i realized that it was a large snake moving along ahead of us as i continued to look i saw those ugly snakes were slithering about everywhere ugh jesus said to me we will soon enter the left leg of hell. Ahead, you will see great sorrow, pathetic sadness, and indescribable horror. Stay close to me, and I will give you strength and protection as we go through hell. Okay, wow. The things you are about to see are a warning, he said. The book you write will save many souls from hell. What you are seeing is real. Fear not, for I will be with you. The Lord Jesus and I were at the bottom of the tunnel. We stepped out into hell. I will try the best of my ability to tell you what I saw, and I will tell it in the order God gave it to me. Ahead of us, as far as I could see, were flying objects darting here and there. Groaning souls and pitif pitiful cries filled the air. Up ahead, I saw a dim light, and we began walking toward it. The path was a dry, powdery dirt. We were soon at the entrance to a large, dark tunnel. Some things I cannot put on paper. They were too awful to describe. The fear in hell could be tasted, and I knew if I had not been with Jesus, I would not make it back. In writing this, some of the things I saw I did not understand, but the Lord knows all things, and he helped me understand that some of what I saw would be revealed later. <clears throat> let me warn you don't go to that place it is a horrid place of torments excruciating pain and eternal sorrow your soul will always be alive the soul lives forever it is the real you and your soul will go to either heaven or hell to those of you who think that hell is here on earth well you are right it is hell is in the center of the earth and there are souls in torment there night and day. There are no parties in hell, no love, no compassion, no rest, only a place of sorrow beyond your belief. So that's chapter one. Let's keep reading. Chapter two, the left, the left, excuse me, the left leg of hell. Okay, let's keep going. Okay. A horrible odor filled the air. Jesus said to me, In the left leg of hell are many pits. This tunnel branches off into other parts of hell, but we will spend some time in the left leg first. These things you are about to see will always be with you. The world must know about the reality of hell. Many sinners and even some of my people do not believe that hell is real. You have been chosen by me to reveal these truths to them. Everything I will show you about hell and all the other things I will show you are true. Jesus had shown himself to me in the form of a bright light, brighter than the sun. The form of a man was in the center of the light. Sometimes I saw Jesus as a man, but other times he was in the form of a spirit. He spoke again, child, when I speak, the father has spoken. The father and I are one. 
Remember to love above all else and to forgive one another. Come now, follow me. As we walked, evil spirits fled from the presence of the Lord. Oh God, oh God, I cried, what is next? As I said previously, I had all my senses in hell. All those in hell have all their senses. Mine were working now in full force. Fear was on every side, and inexpressible dangers lurked everywhere. Each step I took was more horrible than the one before. There were doorways about the size of small windows opening and shutting very fast at the top of the tunnel. Screams filled the air as many evil creatures flew by us up and out of the gateways of hell. Soon we were at the end of the tunnel. I was trembling with fright because of the danger and fear around us. I was so thankful for the protection of Jesus. I thank God for his almighty power to protect us, even in the pits of hell. Even with the protecting shield, I kept thinking, not my will, Father, but yours be done. I looked at my body. I knew I was in a spirit form. I noticed that my form was in the shape of myself. I wondered what was next. Jesus and I stepped from the tunnel onto a path with wide swaths of land on each side of it. There were pits of fire everywhere as far as the eye could see. The pits were about four feet across and three feet deep and shaped like a bowl. Jesus said, there are many pits like this in the left leg of hell. Come, I will show you some of them. I stood beside Jesus on the path and looked into one of the pits. Brimstone was embedded in the side of the pit and glowed red like hot coals of fire. In the center of the pit was a lost soul who had died and gone to hell. <clears throat> a ball of fire began forming at the bottom of the pit swept upward and clothed the lost soul in flames. In a moment, the fire would die down to embers and then, with a rushing sound, would sweep back over the tormented soul in the pit again. I looked... <clears throat> Sorry, guys. I looked and saw that the lost soul in the pit was caged inside a skeleton form. My Lord, I cried at the sight. Can't you let him out? How awful was the sight? I thought this could be me. I said, Lord, how sad is it to see and know that a living soul is in there. I heard a cry from the center of the first pit. I saw a soul in the form of a skeleton crying, Jesus, have mercy. Oh, Lord, I said, it was the voice of a woman. I looked at her and wanted to pull her out of the fire. The sight of her broke my heart. The skeleton form of a woman with a dirty gray mist inside was talking to Jesus. In shock, I listened to her. De decayed flesh hung by shreds from her bones, and as it burned, it fell off into the bottom of the pit, where her eyes had once been, were now only empty sockets. She had, she had no hair. The fire, s the fire started at her feet in small flames and grew as it climbed up and over her body. The woman seemed to be constantly burning, even when the flames were only embers. From deep down inside her came cries and groans of despair. Lord, Lord, I want out of here. She kept reaching out to Jesus. I looked at Jesus and there was great sorrow on his face. Jesus said to me, my child, you are here with me to let the world know that sin results in death, that hell is real. 
I looked at the woman again, and worms were crawling out of the bones of her skeleton. They were not harmed by the fire. Jesus said she knows and feels these worms inside. Ugh. God have mercy, I cried as the fire reached its peak and the horrible burning started all over again. Great cries and deep sobs shook the form of this woman's soul. She was lost. There was no way out. Jesus, why is she here? I asked in a small voice, for I was very scared. Jesus said, come. The path we were on was a circuitous, circuitous one, twisting in and out between these pits of fire as far as I could see. The cries of the living dead, mixed with moans and hideous screams, came to my ears from all directions. There were no quiet times in hell. The smell of dead and decaying flesh hung thickly in the air. We came to the next pit. Inside this pit, which was the same size as the other one, was another skeleton form. A man's voice cried from the pit, saying, Lord, have mercy on me. Only when they spoke could I tell whether the soul was a man or a woman. Great wailing sobs came from this man. I'm so sorry, Jesus, forgive me. Take me out of here. I've been in this place of torment for years. I beg you, let me out. Great sobs shook his skeleton frame as he begged, Please, Jesus, let me out. Ugh. I looked at Jesus and saw that he, too, was crying. Lord Jesus, the man cried out from the burning pit, Haven't I suffered enough for my sins? It has been 40 years since my death. Jesus said, It is written, The just shall live by faith. All mockers and unbelievers shall have their part in the lake of fire. You would not believe the truth. Many times my people were sent to you to show you the way, but you would not listen to them. You laughed at them and refused the gospel. Even though I died on the cross for you, you mocked me and would not repent of your sins. My father gave you many opportunities to be saved. If only you had listened, Jesus wept. I know, Lord, I know, the man cried, but I repent now. It is too late, said Jesus. Jud judgment is set. I have goosebumps right now. The man continued, Lord, some of my people are coming here, for they also will not repent. Please, Lord, let me go tell them that they must repent of their sins while, they, while they're still on earth. I do not want them to come here. Jesus said, they have preachers, teachers, elders, all ministering the gospel. They will tell them. They also have the advantages of modern communication systems and many other ways to learn of me. I sent workers to them that they might believe and be saved. If they will not believe when they hear the gospel, neither will they be persuaded, though one rises from the dead. At this, the man became very angry and began to curse. Evil, blasphemous words came from him. I look on in horror as the flames rose up and his dead, decaying flesh began to burn and fall off. Inside this dead shell of a man, I saw this soul. I saw his soul. It looked like a dirty gray mist, mist and it filled the inside of a skeleton. I turned to Jesus and cried, Lord, how horrible. Jesus said, hell is real. The judgment is real. I love them so, my child. This is only the beginning of the frightful things I have to show you. 
there is much more to come. Oh, Lord. Tell the world for me that hell is real, that men and women must repent of their sins. Come, follow me, we must go on. In the next pit was a very small frame woman who looked to be about 80 years old. I can't say how I knew her age, but I did. The skin was removed from her bones by the continual flame, and only the bones remained with a dirty mist soul inside. I watched as the fire burned her. Soon there were only the bones and the worms crawling inside her, which the fire could not burn. Lord, how horrible, I cried. I don't know if I can go on, for this is an awful, this is awful beyond belief. As far as my eyes could see, souls were burning in pits of fire. My child, this is why you are here, Jesus answered. You must know and tell the truth about hell. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Come, we must go on. I looked back at the woman. Her cries were so sad. As I watched her, she put her bony hands together as if in a prayer. I couldn't help but crying. I was in a spirit form and I was crying. I knew that people in hell felt all these things too. Jesus knew my thoughts. Yes, child, he said, they do. When people come here, they have the same feelings and thoughts as when they were on the earth. They remember their families and friends and all the times they had a chance to repent but refused to do so. Memory is always with them. If only they had believed the gospel and repented before it was too late. I looked at the old woman once again, and this time I noticed that she had only one leg, and there seemed to be holes drilled in her hip bones. What are these, Jesus? I asked. He said, child, while she was on earth, she had cancer and was in much pain. Surgery was done to save her life. She lay a bitter, she lay a bitter old woman for many years. Many of my people came to pray for her and to tell her I could heal her. She said, God did this to me and she would not repent and believe the gospel. She even knew me once, but in time she came to hate me. She said she did not need God and did not want me to heal her. Yet I pleaded with her, still wanting to help her, wanting to heal and to bless her. She turned her back on me and cursed me. She said she did not want me. My spirit pleaded with her. Even, her, even after she had turned her back on me, I still tried to draw her by my spirit, but she would not listen. At last, she died and came here. The old woman cried out to Jesus, Lord Jesus, please forgive me now. I'm sorry that I didn't repent while I was on earth. With great sobs, she cried out to Jesus. If only I had repented before it was too late. Lord, help me out of here. I will serve you. I will be good. Haven't I suffered enough? Why did I wait until too late? Oh, why, oh, why did I wait until your spirit quit striving with me? Jesus said to her, you had chance after chance to repent and serve me. Sadness was written all over Jesus's face as we walked away. As I watched the old woman cry, I asked, Lord, what is next? Okay, I'm going to move on. I'm going to, one second. I could feel fear all around. Sorrow, cries of pain, and an atmosphere of death everywhere. We're everywhere. Jesus and I walked in grief and pity to the next pit. Only by his strength could I go on. <clears throat> 
For a great distance, I could still hear the old woman's cries of repentance and pleading for forgiveness. <clears throat> Sorry. If only there was something I could do to help her, I thought. Sinner, please don't wait until God's spirit quits striving with you. In the next pit was a woman on her knees, as if looking for something. Her, skeleton, her skeletal form also was full of holes. Her bones were showing through, and her torn dress was on fire. Her head was bald. Oh my. And there were only holes where her eyes and her nose were supposed to be. A small fire was burning around her feet where she was kneeling, and she clawed the sides of the brimstone pit. The fire clung to her hands, and dead flesh kept falling off as she dug. Tremendous sobs shook her. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, she cried. I want out. As we watched, she finally got to the top of the pit with her feet. I thought she was going to get out when a large demon with great wings that seemed to be broken at the top and hung down his sides ran to her. His color was brownish black, and he had hair all over his large form. His eyes were set far back into his head, and he was about the size of a large grizzly bear. The demon rushed up to the woman and pushed her backward very hard into the pit and fire. I watched in horror as she fell. I felt so sorry for her. I wanted to take her into my arms and hold her, to ask God to heal her and take her out of there. Jesus knew my thoughts and said, My child, judgment has been set. God has spoken. Even when she was a child, I called and called her to repent and to serve me. When she was 16 years old, I came to her and said, I love you. Give your life to me and come follow me, for I have called you for a special purpose. I called all her life, but she would not listen. She said, someday I will serve you. I have no time for you now. No time, no time. I have my life of fun. No time, no time to serve you, Jesus. Tomorrow I will. Tomorrow never came, for she waited too long. The woman cried out to Jesus, My soul is truly in torment. There is no way out. I know that I wanted the world instead of you, Lord. I wanted riches, fame, and fortune, and I got it. I could buy anything I wanted. I was my own boss. I was the prettiest, best-dressed woman of my time. And I had riches, fame, and fortune, but I found I could not take them with me in death. Oh, Lord, hell is horrible. I have no rest day or night. I am always in pain and torment. Help me, Lord, she cried. The woman looked up at Jesus so lovingly and said, My sweet Lord, if only I had listened to you, I will regret that forever. I planned to serve you someday when I got ready. I thought you would always be there for me, but how wrong I was. I was one of the most sought-after women of my time for my beauty. I knew God was calling me to repent. All my life he drew me with cords of love, and I thought I could use God like I used everyone else. He would always be there. Oh, yes, I used God. He would try so hard to get me to serve him while all the time I thought I didn't need him. Oh, how wrong I was, because Satan began to use me, and I began to serve Satan more and more. At the last... I loved him more than God. I loved to sin, and I would not turn to God. Satan used my beauty and my money, and all my thoughts turned 
to how much power he could give me. Ugh, sounds sad. Even then, God continued to draw me. Even then, God continued, er, yeah, but I thought, I have tomorrow or next day. Then one day, oh no, while riding in a car, I was killed in a terrible accident. Lord, please let me out, as she spoke. Her bony hands and arms reached out to Jesus while the flames continued to burn her. Jesus said, the judgment is set. Tears fell down his cheeks as we moved to the next pit. I was crying inside about the horrors of hell. Dear Lord, I cried, the torment is too real. When a soul comes here, there is no hope, no life, no love. Hell is too real. No way out, I thought. She must burn forever in these flames. Time is running out, Jesus said. We will come back tomorrow. Friend, if you are living in sin, please repent. If you have been born again and have turned your back on God, repent and turn back to him now. Live good and stand for truth. Wake up before it is too late. And you can spend forever with the Lord in heaven. Jesus spoke again. Hell has a body like a human form, lying on its back in the center of the earth. Hell is shaped like a human body. I didn't know that. Very large and with many chambers of torment. Remember to tell the people of earth that hell is real. Millions of lost souls are here and more are coming every day. On the great judgment day, that's when Jesus comes back, death and hell will be cast into the lake of fire. That will be the second death. Wow, guys. Wow. Okay, let's keep reading. Chapter 3, The Right Leg of Hell. I had, wait, one sec. I think I'm coming down with a cold again. <clears throat> okay, the right leg of hell. I had not been able to sleep or eat since I was in hell the night before. Each day I relived hell. When I closed my eyes, all I could see was hell. My ears could not shut out the cries of the damned. Just like a television program, I replayed all the things I had witnessed in hell over and over. Each night I was in hell, and each day I labored to find just the right words to bring this frightful thing to all the world. Jesus appeared to me again and said, Tonight, we are going into the right leg of hell, my child. Don't be frightened, for I love you and I am with you. The face of the Lord was sorrowful, and his eyes were filled with great tenderness and deep love. Though those in hell were forever lost, I knew that he still loved them and would for all eternity. My child, he said, God, our father, gave each one of us a will so that we could choose whether we would serve him or Satan. You see, God did not make hell for his people. Satan deceives many into following him, but hell was made for Satan and his angels. It is not my desire, nor that of the father, that of my father, that anyone should perish. Tears of compassion ran down Jesus's cheeks. Oh, he began to speak again. Remember my words in the days ahead as I show you hell. I have all the power in heaven and earth. Now at times it will seem to you that I have left you, but I have not. Also at times we will be seen by the evil forces and lost souls, while at other times we will not be. No matter where we go, 
be at peace and fear not to follow me. We went together, crying. I followed, oh my goodness, she's crying. We went on together, crying. I followed closely behind him. For days, I had been crying, and I could not shake off the very presence of hell that was ever before me. I cried mostly inside. My spirit was very sad. We arrived at the right leg of hell. Looking ahead, I saw that we were on a pathway that was dry and burned. Screams filled the dirty air, and the stench of death was everywhere. The odor was sometimes so repungent that it made me sick to my stomach. Everywhere was darkness except for the light that emanated from Christ and the flaming pits, which dotted the landscape <laughs> um, as far as I could see. All at once, demons of all kinds were going past us. Imps growled at us as they went by. Demon spirits of all sizes and shapes were talking to each other. Out ahead of us, a big demon was giving orders to small ones. We stopped to listen, and Jesus said, There is also an invisible army of evil forces that we do not see here, demons such as evil spirits of sickness. Go, the larger demon said to the smaller imps and devils. Do many evil things, break up homes and destroy families, seduce weak Christians, and, and misinform and mislead as many as you can. You shall have your reward when you return. Remember, you must be careful of those who have genuinely accepted Jesus as their Savior. They have the power to cast you out. Go now across the earth. I have lots of others up there already and still have others to send. Remember, we are servants of the Prince of Darkness and the powers of the air. At that, the evil forms began to flee up and out of hell. Doors in the top of the right leg of hell opened and shut very fast to let them out. Also, some went up and out of the funnel we had come down. Oh my. I will try to describe the looks of these evil beings. The one speaking was very large, about the size of a full-grown grizzly bear. Brown in color, with a head like a bat. Ugh. And eyes that were set um, very far back into a hairy face. Hairy arms fell to his sides and fangs came out of the hair on his face. Another one was small like a monkey with very long arms and hair all over his body. His face was tiny and he had a pointed nose. I could see no eyes on him anywhere. Still, another had a large head, large ears, and a long tail. Ugh. While yet one more was as large as a horse and had smooth skin. Ugh. The sight of these demons and evil spirits and the terrible odor that came from them made me sick to my stomach. Ugh. Everywhere I looked were demons and devils. The biggest of these demons I learned from the Lord was getting their orders straight from Satan. Jesus and I walked on down the pathway until we came to another pit. Cries of pain, unforgettable, sorrowful sounds were everywhere. My Lord, what is next, I thought. Okay. Um. We walked directly past some of the evil beings, which didn't seem to see us, and stopped at another pit of fire and brimstone. In this next pit was a large furry man. I heard him preaching the gospel. I looked in amazement as she, at um, amazement to Jesus for an answer for he always knew my thoughts. 
He said, while he was on earth, this man was a preacher of the gospel. At one time he spoke the truth and served me. I wondered what this man was doing in hell. He was about six feet tall, and his skeleton was a dirty grayish color like a tombstone. Parts of his clothing still hung on him. I wondered why the flames had left these torn and tattered clothes and had not burned them up. Burning flesh was hanging from him, and his skull seemed to be in flames. A terror odor came from him. I watched the man spread his hands as if he were holding a book and begin to read scriptures from the make-believe book. Again, I remembered what Jesus had said. You have all your senses in hell, and they are a lot stronger here. The man read scripture after scripture, and I thought it was good. Jesus said to the man with great love in his voice, Peace be still. Immediately, the man stopped talking and turned slowly to look at Jesus. I saw the man's soul inside the skeletal form. He said to the Lord, Lord, now I will preach the truth to all the people. Now, Lord, I'm ready to go and tell others about this place. I know that while I was on earth, I didn't believe there was a hell, nor did I believe you were coming again. It was what people wanted to hear, and I compromised the truth to the people in my church. I know I didn't like anyone who was different in race or color of skin, and I caused many to fall away from you. I made my own rules about heaven and right and wrong. I know that I led many astray, and I caused many to stumble over your holy word, and I took money from the poor. But Lord, let me out. I will do right. I, want, I, w I won't take money from the church anymore. I have repented already. I will love people of every race and color. Jesus said, you not only distorted and misrepresented the holy word of God, but you lied about your not knowing the truth. The pleasures of life were more important to you than truth. I visited you myself and I tried to turn you around, but you would not listen. You went on your own way and evil was your Lord. You knew the truth, but you would not repent or turn back to me. I was there all the time. I waited for you. I wanted you to repent, but you did not. And now the judgment has been set. Pity was on the face of Jesus. I knew that if a man had listened to the Savior's call, he would not be here now. Oh, people, please listen. Jesus spoke to the backslider again. You should have told the truth, and you would have turned many to righteousness with God's word, which says that all unbelievers will have their part in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. You knew the way of the cross. You knew the way of righteousness. You knew to speak the truth. But Satan filled your heart with lies, and you went into sin. You should have repented with sincerity, not halfway. My word is true. It does not lie. And now it is too late. Too late. At that, the man shook his fist at Jesus and cursed him. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not laughing. I'm just, yeah. With sorrow, Jesus and I walked on to the next pit. The backslidden preacher was still cursing and angry at Jesus. As we walked past the pits of fire, the hands of the lost reached out to Jesus, and in pleading voices, they called out to him for mercy. Their bony hands and arms were gray-black from the burning. No live flesh or blood, no organs, only death and dying. Inside myself, I was crying, Oh, earth, repent. If you don't, you'll come here. Stop before it's too late. We stopped at another pit. I felt such pity for all of them and such sorrow that I was 
physically weak and I could hardly stand. Great sobs shook me. Jesus, I hurt so inside, I said. From the pit, a woman's voice spoke to Jesus. She stood in the center of the flames and they covered her whole body. Her bones were full of worms and dead flesh. As the flames flickered up around her, she raised her hands towards Jesus, crying, let me out of here. I will give you my heart now, Jesus. I will tell others about your forgiveness. I will witness for you. I beg you, please let me out. Jesus said, my word is true, and it declares that all must repent and turn from their sins and ask me to come into their lives if they are to escape this place. Through my blood, there is forgiveness of sins. I am faithful and just and will forgive all those who come to me. I will not cast them out. He turned, looked at the woman and said, if you had listened to me and had come to me and repented, I would have forgiven you. The woman asked, Lord, is there no way out of here? Jesus spoke very softly. Woman, he said, you were given many opportunities to repent, but you hardened your heart and would not. And you knew my word said that all whoremongers will have their part in the lake of fire. Jesus turned to me and said, this woman had sinful affairs with many men and she caused many homes to be broken apart. Yet through all this, I loved her still. I came to her not in condemnation, but with salvation. I sent many of my servants to her that she might repent of her evil ways, but she would not. When she was a young woman, I called her, but she continued to do evil. She did many wrongs, yet I would, I would have forgiven her if she had come to me. Satan entered into her, and she grew bitter and would not forgive others. She went to church just to get men. She found them and seduced them. If she had only come to me, her sins would all have been washed away by my blood. Part of her wanted to serve me, but you cannot serve God and Satan at the same time. Every person must make a choice as to whom they will serve. Lord, I cried, give me strength to go on. I was shaking from my head to my feet because of the horrors of hell. Jesus said to me, peace, be still. Help me, Lord, I cried. Satan doesn't want us to know the truth about hell. In all my wildest dreams, I never thought that hell would be like this. Dear Jesus, when will this end? My child, Jesus replied, only the father knows when the evil, or wait, my child, Jesus replied, only the Father knows when the end will come. Then he spoke to me again and said, Peace be still. Great strength came upon me. Jesus and I walked on through the pits. I wanted to pull each person I passed from the fire and rush them to the feet of Jesus. I went much inside. I wept much inside. I thought to myself, I never want my children to come here. At last, Jesus turned to me and said quietly, My child, we will go to your home now. <laughs> He's like, you've had enough, haven't you? <laughs> Tomorrow night, we shall return to this part of hell. Back at home, I cried and cried. During the day, I, I relived hell and the horror of all those people there. I told everyone I met during the day about hell. I told them that the pain of hell is beyond belief. Those of you who read this book, please, I beg you, repent of your sins. Call on Jesus and ask him to save you. Call on him today. Do not wait until tomorrow. Tomorrow may not come. Time is quickly running out. Fall on your knees and be cleansed from your sins. Be good to each other for Jesus' sake. Be kind and forgiving to one another. 
If you are angry with someone, forgive him. No anger is worth going to hell for. Be forgiving as a Christ forgives us of our sins. Jesus is able to keep us if we have a repentant heart and will let his blood cleanse us from all sin. Love your children and love your neighbor as yourself. The Lord of the churches says, repent and be saved. Chapter 4, More Pit. The next night, Jesus and I went again into the right leg of hell. I saw as before the love Jesus had for the souls that are lost in hell. As I felt his love for me and for all those who were on earth. Child, he said to me, it is not the Father's will that anyone perish. Satan deceives many and they follow him. But God is forgiving. He is a God of love. If these had, if these had truly come unto the Father and repented, he would have forgiven them. Great tenderness covered Jesus' face as he spoke. Again, we walked among the flaming pits and passed by more people in the torments I described earlier. My Lord, my Lord, such horrors, I thought. On and on we walked past many, many souls burning in hell. All along the pathway, burning hands reached out to Jesus. There were only bones where the flesh should have been, a grayish mass with burning and decayed flesh hanging in shreds. Inside each frame of their skeleton form was a dirty gray mist and mist soul caught inside a dry skeleton forever. I could tell by their cries that they felt the fire, the worms, the pain, the hopelessness, and their cries filled my soul with grief so great I cannot describe it. If only they had listened, I thought, they would not be here. I knew that the, lo the lost in hell had all their senses, they remembered all that was ever told told all that was ever told that, to them. They knew there was no way out of the flames and that they were lost forever. Yet without hope, they still hoped as they cried out to Jesus for mercy. We stopped at the next pit. It was exactly like the others. Inside it was the form of a woman which I knew by her voice. She cried out to Jesus for deliverance from the flames. Jesus looked on the woman with love and said, While you were on earth, I called you to come to me. I pleaded with you to get your heart right with me before it was too late. I visited you many times in the midnight hour to tell you of my love. I wooed you, loved you, and drew you to me by my spirit. Yes, Lord, she said, I will follow you. With your lips you said you loved me, but your heart did not mean it. I knew where your heart was. I often sent my messengers to tell you to repent of your sins and come to me, but you would not hear me. I wanted to use you to minister to others, to help others to find me, but you wanted the world and not me. I called you, but you would not hear me, nor would you repent of your sins. The woman said to Jesus, You remember, Lord, how I went to church and was a good woman. I joined the church. I was a member of your church. I knew your call was on my life. I knew I had to obey that call at all costs, and I did. Jesus said, woman, you are still full of lies and sin. <laughs> I called you, but you would not hear me. True, you were a member of a church, but being a church member did not get you to heaven. Your sins were many, and you did not repent. You caused others to stumble at my word. You would not forgive others when they hurt you. You pretended to love and serve me when you were with Christians, but when you were away from Christians, you lied, cheated, and stole. You gave heed to seducing spirits and enjoyed your double life. You knew the straight and narrow way. 
And Jesus said, you also had a double tongue. You talked about your brothers and sisters in Christ. You judged them and thought you were holier than they. When there was gross sin in your heart. This I know, you would not listen to my sweet spirit of compassion. You judged the outside of a person without regard to the fact that many were children in the faith. You were very hard. Yes, you said you loved me with your lips, but your heart was far from me. You knew the ways of the Lord and you understood. You played with God and God knows all things. If you would sincerely serve God, you would not be here today. You cannot serve Satan and God at the same time. Jesus turned to me and said, Many in the last days will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and will serve sin. Come out from among them and be separate. Walk not in the way with them. As we walked away, the woman began to curse and swear at Jesus. She screamed and cried with rage. We walked on. I was very weak in my bo in body. In the next pit was the form of another skeleton. I smelled the odor of death even before we arrived. This skeleton looked the same as the others. I wondered what this soul had done, that it should be lost and hopeless with no future except an eternity in this dreadful place. Hell is for eternity. As I heard the crying of the souls in torment, I cried too. I listened as a woman spoke to Jesus from the flames of the pit. She was quoting the word of God. Dear Lord, what is she doing here? I asked. Listen, said Jesus. The woman said, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. Jesus is the light of the world. Come to Jesus and he will save you. When she spoke, many of the lost souls around her listened. Some swore and cursed at her. Some told her to stop. Still others said, is there really hope or help us, Jesus? Great cries of sorrow filled the air. I didn't understand what was happening. I did not know why the woman was preaching the gospel here. The Lord knew my thoughts. He said, child, I called this woman at the age of 30 to preach my word and to be a witness of the gospel. I called different ones for different purposes in my body. Yes, she did answer my call for many years, and she grew in the knowledge of the Lord. She learned my voice, and she did many good works for me. She studied the word of God. She prayed often, and she had many prayers answered. She taught many people the way of holiness. She was faithful in her house. The years went the years went by until one day she found out that her husband was having an affair with another woman. And even though she asked for forgiveness, she grew bitter and would not forgive him and try to save her marriage. True, her husband was wrong, and he did commit a very grave sin. But this woman knew my word. She knew to forgive, and she knew that with every temptation there is a way of escape. Her husband asked her to forgive him. She would not. Instead, anger took root. Anger grew inside her. She would not turn it over to me. She turned more bitter each day and said in her heart, Here I am, serving God all the way, and my husband is running around with another woman. Do you think that is right? She said to me. I said, No, it is not right. But he came to you and repented and said he would never do that again. I told her daughter, look inside yourself and see that you have caused this yourself. Not me, Lord, she said. I am the holy one, and he is the sinful one. She said she would not listen to me. Time went on, and she wouldn't pray to me or read the Bible. She became an angry. She became angry, not only at her husband, but also at those around her. 
She quoted the scriptures, but she would not forgive him. She would not listen to me. Her heart grew bitter, and great sin entered in. Murder grew in her heart, where love had once been. And one day, in her anger, she killed her husband and the other woman. Satan then took her over completely, and she killed herself. I looked at that lost soul that had given up Christ and condemned her soul forever to the flames and the pain. I listened as she responded to Jesus. I will forgive now, Lord, she said. Let me out. I will obey you now. See, Lord, I am preaching your word now. In an Oh, that's so sad. She's in hell preaching the gospel. Oh, my. I will obey you now. See, Lord, I am preaching your word now. In an hour, demons will come to take me to be tormented even worse. For hours, they will torture me because I was preaching your word. My torments are worse. Please, Lord, I beg you to let me out. I cried with the woman in the pit and asked the Lord to please keep me from all bitterness of heart. Don't let me allow hatred to come into my heart, Lord Jesus, I said. Come, let us go on, Jesus said. In the next pit was the soul of a man wrapped in its skeleton form. Crying out to Jesus, Lord, he cried, help me to understand why I am here. Jesus said, peace be still. You understand why you are here. Let me out, I will be good, the man begged. The Lord said to him, even in hell you are still lying. <laughs> Jesus then turned to me and said, this man was in his early 20s when he came here. He would not listen to my gospel. He heard my word many times and was often in my house. I drew him by my spirit unto salvation, but he wanted the world and its lusts. He liked to drink and would not heed to my call. He went to church, but he would not commit himself to me. One day he said to me, I will give my life to you one day, Jesus. But that day never came. One night after a party, he was in a car wreck and was killed. Satan deceived him to the very end. He was killed instantly. He would not listen to my call. Others were also killed in the accident. Satan's work is to kill, steal, and destroy. If only this young man had listened. It is not the Father's will that any perish. Satan wanted this man's soul, and he destroyed it through carelessness, sin, and strong drink. Many homes and lives are destroyed every year because of alcohol. If people could only see that the lusts and desires of the world are only for a season, if you come to the Lord Jesus, he will deliver you from strong drink. Call on Jesus, and he will hear you and help you. He will be your friend. Remember, he loves you, and he also has the power to forgive your sins. Married Christians, Jesus warns that you must not commit adultery and desiring someone of the opposite sex, even when you don't commit adultery, could be adultery in your heart. Young people, stay away from drugs and sex sins. If you have sinned, God will forgive you. Call on him now while there is still time. Find strong Christian adults and ask them if you can talk with them about your problems. You will be glad that you took the time now in this world before it's too late. Whew, Satan comes as an angel of light to deceive the world. No wonder the sins of the world looked tempting to this young man, even though he knew God's holy word. One more party, he thought. Jesus will understand, but death has no mercy. He waited too late. I looked at the soul of the man, and I was reminded of my own children. 
O God, may they serve you. I know that many of you who are reading this have loved ones, maybe children, that you do not want to go to hell. Tell them about Jesus before it is too late. Tell them to repent of their sins and that God will forgive them and make them holy. The man's cries rang inside me for days. I will never forget his cries of regret. I remember the flesh hanging and burning in the flames. I cannot forget the day. I cannot, I cannot forget the decay, the smell of death, holes where eyes once were. The dirty gray soles and the worms that crawled through the bones. The form of the young man raised his arms towards Jesus pleadingly as we walked away toward the next pit. Dear Lord, I prayed, give me the strength to go on. I heard a woman's voice crying out in desperation. Cries of the dead were everywhere. Soon we came to the pit where the woman was. She was pleading with all her soul for Jesus to take her out of there. Lord, she said, haven't I been here long enough? My torment is more than I can bear. Please, Lord, let me out. Sobs shook her form and such pain was in her, so was in her voice. I knew she was suffering greatly. I said, Jesus, is there nothing you can do for them? Jesus then spoke to the woman. While you were on earth, he said, I called and called for you to come to me. I pleaded with you to get your heart right with me, to forgive others, to do right, to stay out of sin. I even visited you in the midnight hour and drew you by my spirit time after time. With your lips, you said you loved me, but your heart was far from me. Didn't you know that nothing can be hidden from God? You fooled others, but you could not fool me. I sent, I sent still others to tell you to repent, but you would not listen. You would not hear, you would not see, and in anger you turned them away. I, I placed you where you could hear my word, but you would not give your heart to me. You were not sorry, nor were you ashamed of what you were doing. You hardened your heart and turned me away. Now you are lost forever, undone. You should have listened to me. At this, she looked at Jesus and began to swear and to curse God. I felt the presence of evil spirits and knew that it was they who were cursing and swearing. How sad to be lost forever in hell. Resist the devil while you still may, and he will flee from you. Jesus said, the world and all that is in it will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Wow. Okay. Chapter five, the tunnel of fear. I tried to remember the preaching I had heard about hell. But never had I heard about such dreadful things as the Lord had shown me here. Hell was infinitely worse than anyone could think or imagine. It hurt me so to know that the souls that are now in torment in hell will be there for eternity. There is no way out. I am determined that I will do everything in my power to save souls from these horrors. I must preach the gospel to everyone I meet. For hell is a frightful place, and this is a true report. Do you realize what I am saying? If sinners do not repent and believe the gospel, they will surely end up here. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and call on him to save you from sin. Read John chapters 3 and 14. And please read this book from cover to cover so you can understand more about hell and the, and the hereafter. 
as you read. Pray that Jesus will come into your heart and wash away your sins before it is too late. Jesus and I walked on through hell. The pathway was burned and dry, cracked and barren ground. I looked down the rows of pits as far as I could see. I was very tired. My heart, my very spirit was broken from all I had seen and heard, and yet I knew that more was still ahead. Jesus, give me strength to go on, I cried. As Jesus led, I walked closely behind him. I was filled with sorrow for all the awful things I had seen. I was wondering inside of me if the world would believe me. I looked to my left and to my right and behind me. There were pits of fire as far as I could see. I was encircled by the fire, the flames, and the burning souls. I cried out in sheer terror. The horror and reality of what I was seeing was too much for me to bear. Oh, earth, repent, I cried. Great sobs shook my spirit as I walked on with Jesus. I wondered what was next. I wondered what my family and friends were doing. Oh, how I loved them. I remembered how I had sinned before I had returned to Jesus, and I thank God that I had come back before it was too late. Jesus said, we are now about to enter a tunnel that will take us into the belly of hell. Hell is shaped like a human body lying in the center of the earth. The body is lying on its back with both arms and both legs stretched out. As I have a body of believers, so hell has a body of sin and death. As the Christ body is built up daily, so the hell body is also built up daily. On our way to the tunnel, we walked on past the flaming pits with the cries and moans of the damned ringing in my ears. Many called out to Jesus as we went by. Others tried to climb out of the pit of fire in order to reach him, but could not. Too late, too late, my heart cried. Sorrow was always upon Jesus' face as we walked. I remember looking at the pits of fire and thinking about the many times we had cookouts in our backyard and how the red-hot coals looked when they had been smoldering for hours. It was so much like what I was seeing here in hell. I was so thankful when we entered the I was so thankful when we entered the tunnel. I thought the tunnel cannot possibly be as bad as the pits, but how wrong I was. As soon as we were inside, I began to see great snakes, large rats, and many evil spirits all running from the presence of the Lord. The snakes hissed at us, and the rats squealed. There were many evil sounds. Vipers and dark shadows were all about us. Jesus was the only light to be seen in the tunnel. I stayed as close to him as I could. Imps and devils were all over the sides of this cavern, and they were all going somewhere up and out of the tunnel. I found out later that these evil spirits were going out onto the earth to do Satan's bidding. Feeling my fear of this dark, damp, dirty place, Jesus said, Fear not. We will be at the end of the tunnel soon. I must show you these things. Come, follow me. Giant snakes slithered past us. Some of the snakes were as large as four feet around. Ugh! And 20 feet long. Dense, dirty odors filled the air, and the evil spirits were everywhere. Jesus spoke, we will soon be at the belly of hell. This part of hell is 17 miles high and three miles around like a circle. Jesus gave me the exact measurements. I will try to the best of my ability to write and to tell you what I saw and heard. I will do it for the glory of the Father, the glory of the Son, and the glory of the Holy Ghost. May the will of God be done. 
I knew that Jesus was showing me all of these things so I could warn the men and the women of the world to shun hell at all costs. Dear ones, if you're reading this and you do not know Jesus, stop right now. Repent of your sins and invite him to be your savior. Activity in hell. All right. This is a disturbing chapter. Ahead of us. One sec. Ahead of us, I could see a dim yellow light. Jesus and I had come out of the tunnel of fear and now stood on the dirty ledge overlooking the belly of hell. As far as I could see, there was a great amount of activity going on in the center of hell. We stopped and Jesus spoke. I am going to take you through the belly of hell. And I'm going to reveal many things to you. Come, follow me. The two of us walked on. Jesus said, Ahead are many terrors. They are not the figment of someone's imagination, but they are real. Be sure to tell your readers that demon powers are real. Tell them also that Satan is real and the powers of darkness are real. But tell them not to despair, for if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal their heal their lands and their bodies just as surely as heaven is real even so hell is also real god wants you to know about hell and he wants to save you from that place god wants you to know you have a way out that way is jesus christ the savior of your soul remember only those with their names written in the lamb of life will be saved We came to the first activity in the belly of hell. This is disturbing. It was to the right of where we had entered and up on a small hill in a dark corner of hell. I remember the words of the Lord when he said to me, it will seem sometimes like I have left you, but I will not. Remember, I have all the power in heaven and earth. At times the evil spirits and lost souls will not see us or know we are here. Fear not. What you are about to see is real. These things are happening right now and will continue to happen until death and hell are cast into the lake of fire. Reader, make sure your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Ahead of us, I could hear voices and the cries of a soul in torment. We walked up the small hill and looked over. A light filled the area so I could see clearly. Cries like you have never thought possible were filling the air. They were the cries of a man. Listen to me, said Jesus. What you are about to see and hear is true. Take heed, you ministers of the gospel, for these are faithful and true sayings. Awake, evangelists, preachers, and teachers of my word, all of you who are called to preach the gospel. I thought of how pride in all of us at times make us unwilling to admit mistakes and ask for forgiveness. We refuse to repent and humble ourselves, and we go on as if we alone were ever right. But listen, soul, hell is real. Please do not go to that place. All right, so that's just a little bit from this book. Um, it's just, um, really scary. 
Um, all right. Take care, guys.